What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bid DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. I am Ian Levanza. Hey, y'all. This is your girl, Latoya Luckett. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. The Swag Award. Espresso. The Mocha Mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Are you ready for some football? We are. Gearing us up for the big game, a real football wife, Terry Cruz's Mrs. Rebecca talks to us about his days in the NFL and how he wound up right in the middle of the Me Too movement. Plus, we'll talk to a player whose little daughter won our hearts. Former Cincinnati Bengal Devin Still is next. It's Cafe Mocha. This weekend is the big game. And of course, we're talking football on the line. It's Devin Still. Uh, NFL defensive end, play for the Bengals, the Texans, the Jets, for all you you New Yorkers. Thanks for joining us, Devin. Thank you for having me. Now, now, who do you want to see uh, win this game? Win this game. <laughs> you know, now, I got to be honest with you. If I'm not getting a paycheck, it doesn't really matter to me who wins. So oh. I'm just looking forward to seeing a good game. But I think the Patriots got this one. Oh, boo. So? Oh, look at Hey, I'm a California queen. Come on. We need the Rams <laughs> to do it. They came here and made a big comeback. I'm excited for them. I mean, um, hopefully they do win because we need to see a new champ. But I, I just think the Patriots are too tough of a team to beat in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and these refs just cheat a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, they always right. talk about the Patriots cheating. Oh, man. Oh, it's Cafe Mocha on the line. Uh, NFL defensive end, former Bengal, Texan, and Jets player Devin Steele. Um, your nickname is the Comeback Coach. Why was? Why did you get that nickname? <laughs> You know, I actually got it after just teaching people, you know, the playbook that I used in my life to overcome all the obstacles I face as far as growing up in the inner city, um, going through six different surgeries uh, in order to make it to the NFL. And, of course, the playbook I taught my daughter to help her overcome her battle with stage four cancer. So I basically just give people tips and things that they can use to overcome their struggles in life. How is your daughter doing, by the way? She's doing good. She's eight going on 21 now. She's just enjoying life. Right. right. <laughs> um, how moved were you when, because um, I can remember, um, you know, the support that you and her both received. As a matter of fact, yeah. she came on the show. She came, um, yeah, she they were sitting in the audience. Um, how moved were you when you saw that support for your daughter? It, it was amazing to me. It was really confirmation because, you know, when Leah first got diagnosed with cancer, I was really going through it mentally. I didn't understand the purpose of, of us having to go through a struggle like this, especially with me getting baptized two months before she was diagnosed. Mm. So I, I made it up in my mind that I was going to give her battle with cancer a purpose, and I wanted to raise awareness for families who were battling cancer. And when I saw the outpouring of support that we got, for me it was like a confirmation from God that we was doing the right thing with her battle. Yeah, let's talk about how the NFL supported you during this time. I mean, that was some huge support. I mean, and, and everyone was able to feel it. How'd you feel about that? Man, I just felt like I was a part of the right organization, you know, because when I had to make that decision to leave Leah in Philadelphia and go out to Cincinnati was one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make, but I knew I needed to do it in order to have the insurance. And while I was there, I was able to play good, but some days I would skip meetings or walk out of meetings because I just break down and cry because I didn't want to be there. And, you know, for the Bengals to really 
support me and let me know that I could put my daughter first and worry about football later, it meant a lot because it helped me save my daughter's life. See, that's that's some of the good things that yeah. I think we forget. Yeah. That um, when you're um, when you're in an organization like the NFL, which leads me to the next question: the controversy right now over you know um, performing at the game. First of all, do you have any thoughts about um, the the Kaepernick uh, protests and situation? Yeah, I, I support Cap 100. percent I feel like you know. Football is an opportunity for us to really shed light on the important issues that are going on in this world that a lot of people don't talk about or they're uncomfortable talking about. So for him to make that type of sacrifice to help other people, it speaks a lot about his character. And I think where things get wrong is people are missing a message in what he's trying to do, and they're trying to cloud it with other things, but that's not really what he's trying to promote. He's trying to promote equality for a lot of people and shed light on what goes on in the inner city. It's Cafe Mocha. We're on with Devin Still, former NFL defensive end. Used to play for the Bengals. We've got more coming up. Cafe Mocha on the line with Devin Still. He's a former NFL defensive end. We know he was a good one, too. <laughs> <The> old... <laughs> good one. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. You know, we've been talking a little bit about being inside the NFL. What about the idea that that a lot of the players are getting used up and tossed aside. I mean, I understand if you're not in for more than four years, you don't even get long-term health insurance for later when, when you know, when some of the repercussions mm. may kick in. Can you talk about life after the NFL and how people are treated? It, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, you have to have three years and three games in order to be vested. And what I mean by vested is that you can have your insurance for five years after you retire. But it's a brutal game, and it don't just start when you make it to the professional ranks. It starts in high school and in college where you're getting that wear and tear on your body. And for a lot of players, once they leave this game, it is a struggle mm-hmm. because you beat up your body so bad, and a lot of times people can't go to work normal jobs because they can't stand up, they can't walk, they can't do certain things. That's why as players, we have to be smart, you know, about when we get out of this game and make sure that the game doesn't push us out. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to retire, because after six surgeries, I just felt like my body couldn't take anymore. And I want to be the type of parent that goes to the park and plays with their kids, because I know how much that meant for me growing up with my dad taking me to do those things. I didn't want to steal that away from Leah. So I think the NFL is getting better with the benefits that they're giving us, but it's still a long road ahead in order to compensate players the right way for the sacrifice they leave on that football field. You know, it's Cafe Mocha. We're on the line with Devin Steele, former NFL defensive end, um, played for the Bengals, the Texans, and the Jets. You know, there's there's some complications, you know, going back to the whole big game and football in general and our community watching it. Mm-hmm. What... How can how do how do I talk to my friends? Like, is it okay for us to watch football again, or should we just say forget it? Because a lot of people are boycotting watching it because of, of the cap situation. You know, I, that, me, I have mixed feelings about that, and it's for one reason, right? Before yesterday, I didn't really have a problem with people watching the game because if I was still playing, I would be playing the game, right? We make our money by people watching the game because that's how the NFL creates their revenue. But, you know, I had my daughter watching. I am 
MLK Jr. And, you know, they was going over the, the, the bus boycott and seeing how everybody really came together and, you know, supported that one cause and how, you know, because the black people were able to stick together and, and take away money from the people who were trying to, you know, belittle them, they were able to make a change. So I think there is something that has to be done that, you know, the black community has to be unified. And once we raise awareness, because I think Cap did a great job of doing that, it's time to put in action because awareness without action doesn't get anything done. It doesn't create any change. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Devin Steele, former NFL defensive end, um, Bango, Texan, and Jet Play. Who'd you like playing for the most? <laughs> I like, to be honest, I like playing for the Bengals the most. Really? Because they helped me out the most with yeah. uh, what I was going through with my daughter. Right. Yeah, I thought that was Y'all great. say Bengals. We say, you, you guys say Bengals. We say Bengals. Really? It must be my, my Delaware it's, it's accent. A, no, I don't it's, know it's, how it's, really it's the East and West Coast accent. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so what's life, what is like now that you're retired? Uh, what's going on? You know, initially it was tough. And, you know, I like to relate it to a lot of people as far as relationships. Like, I spent 13 years playing this game, you know, and I really grew a love for it. And to walk away from it when I didn't reach the level which I wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't reach my dream, which to have, which was to have a big impact in the NFL and make the Hall of Fame. It was tough to walk away because now you're starting over and trying to climb a new mountain in your life. But, you know, getting the hang of it, putting out this new book um, mm-hmm. that I have out right now, I think it's going to help me move in the right direction because I just really want to leave an impact on people's lives and teach them that no loss is too great to stop their comeback by showing them my struggles in life. Hmm. Well, tell us about your new yeah. book. All right, so to be honest, I, I never dreamed about, I never wanted to write a book, but you know, I just had a surgery when I was playing with the Texans when I got injured. And when I woke up from surgery, my mom came down to Houston to help take care of me. And when I woke up, Oprah was on TV, and she was interviewing Jack Canfield about Chicken Soup for the Soul. And he was talking about how his short stories inspired people to overcome adversity. And, like, in that moment, I just felt something inside me that said I needed to write a book to share my testimony because there's a lot of people right now who are going through a lot of struggles in their life, and they're playing the game of life on the sidelines. And although they want to take back control of their life, they don't know how. So I wanted to create a playbook for people to get back into the game and show them through my struggles that no loss is too great to stop their comeback. So I really hope that, you know, this really creates change for a lot of people in their lives right now. Yeah, talk, speaking about change, you know, this this thing with the um, concussions. I know it's mm-hmm. a big issue. I know you speak about it a, a lot. But now they're really going after you, uh, the players and the quarterback. You know, and 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 this uh, and it's a lot of controversy. You know, where to hit the quarterback, how, and a lot of people are calling foul. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, for for the quarterbacks, I don't think it's really about the concussions. It's just that you know they're the most valuable player on the football field because they get the highest contracts and also they really control the outcome of the game. So protecting them is basically protecting the team um, investment. As far as the concussions. They're trying to shed light more on what's going on with this high-impact sport, and they're trying to make it safer for the players to be able to walk away and still be cognitive, you know, in in the real world. And it's going to be tough because the viewers want to see that that violent football sport that everybody's used to, Mm. but a lot of players, they have families that they need to go home to, 
And I think the NFL is starting to realize that and trying to do what they can to try to protect people. The name of the book is called Still in the Game, Finding the Faith to Tackle Life's Biggest Challenges. We've been talking to Devin Steele. Thank you so much for your time, brother. Yes. It's Cafe Mocha. It's the weekend of the big game. On the line, as promised, she is a former NFL wife, the wife of actor, NFL player, and everything, Mr. Terry Crews. We've got Rebecca Crews on the line. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, ladies. How you doing? Hello. How is it Great. over there? I'm, 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 I'm over here organizing my closet, and I'm sweating. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to purge the winter clothes, pull out the spring clothes, and, uh, I don't know what to do with myself. I got so many clothes. Oh, wow. Well, you know what? We, we because this is the uh, the weekend of the big game, we wanted to talk to someone that firsthand knew about the NFL and that mm. NFL life. So take us back to your days as an NFL wife. I mean, do you miss the, the football life? Um, I do. I do. Um, one of the things that was exciting about being in the NFL was the travel um, you know, living in different parts of the country. My, my husband was a journeyman, so he played on several different teams in his career. And I enjoyed just the change of atmosphere. Uh, of course, Sunday, you know, is your big day, and you show up at the stadium with the kids. And, you know, being an NFL wife, you can't just show up in blue jeans. you got to, like, dress to the nines on Sunday. And, you know, it was a little bit like the Easter parade. <laughs> oh, wow. I can <laughs> you could, imagine. You could spot a wife from a mile away because she was completely overdressed for the game. Now, uh, it's... It's Cafe Mocha on the line. We're talking to Rebecca Cruz, wife of Terry Cruz. Um, it, we're talking about the NFL and yes. that life. And you know yeah. how on the movie, um, on the TV show, The Game, mm-hmm. they would have NFL. They the NFL wives would have like a little group. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and there were different types of groups. Like there was the Bible study group, and then there was like the party group. And then there were, like, women who'd been on the team for a long time. They were, like, the veteran wives group. And then there was the rookies. And and the rookies, you know, you had to kind of work your way into the veteran wives group. You weren't just immediately accepted. Especially if your husband came in on a high deal to replace her husband, it could be a little frosty. <laughs> oh, wow. I bet. Yeah, but... Uh, I will tell you, I had great experiences. I still have uh, friends uh, from the NFL. I still have women that I'm close to. Um, And uh, it's a challenging life, but um, there's a lot of joy, you know. Thankfully, uh, the women that I'm close to, our husbands didn't go out with really terrible injuries. There's nobody with dementia Mm -hmm. at this stage, but um, we, we know some people that, um, have had a really hard time after their careers were over. Well, I am a big football uh, junkie, and I love football. I just want to know, who were you guys rooting for this season? You know, I, I'm going to speak for myself, but I think that I could include my husband in this. We're rooting for our old Rams here. But yeah! My out as a Ram. Yay! Yes, honey. And to have them here in L.A. is just full circle. We are really excited. We've been down there and supported them. And, you know, Ronnie Jones from back in the day under John Robinson drafted my husband in the 11th round. 11, okay? 
this is that's how sure we were he was going pro, all right? Wing and a prayer, okay? Mm. And literally, my husband made that team by the skin of his little bitty teeth. And literally, just we just hung on for seven years. It, it, it was uh, not a star turn, to be honest. It was difficult, it was challenging, but it was an adventure. It's Cafe Mocha on the line, Rebecca Cruz. She is married to one of the nicest, most kindest men I know. <laughs> Terry Cruz. I'm going to tell you about your husband. I will see him in the airport. We both tired. It's early. He still will flash that smile. You know what I mean? And it's like everybody's and he's just, we, I, I see both he and Rebecca and they're both sweet people. Wow. Um, the blessings that's being, you know, given to them, it's, it's not a surprise wow. because they're Aww. really, truly humble people. Um, your marriage has survived the NFL and Hollywood. How is that? Um, well, you know, God first. Always, uh, you know, I'm a believer, and uh, I married my husband because of the kind of guy he was. I, uh, I married a good man who happened to uh, push himself from the bottom to the top. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think if I had chosen him on any other basis, we'd still be together. He was really just that nice dude who was in my church group who got stuck in the friend zone and then hung on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I really say my faith. I say, you know, we practice forgiveness. We go, we practice therapy, you know. But really, we're just friends. We're just good friends. We just like each other. Come hell or high water, he's still my boy, you know. Yes. Yeah, for real. Uh, you got to live with someone you like. It can't, you know, it can't be all about the hotness and the car and all that nonsense. Neither of us were on that on that game when we met. We were about our faith and our purpose and our Lord, and we were trying to both fulfill our own destinies, and we just collided together in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and said, let's do this together. Mm. (laughs) And we did. Ever since. Yeah. Not without controversy. It's Cafe Mocha. Listen, he has shared that. We um, we broke up 10 years ago. Oh, really? And and, um, made it through because... Well, you know, like I say, the Lord has a plan, but you got to work the plan. And Terry was willing to work the plan. He got on his knees and pulled his little, you know what, together mm-hmm. and uh, asked me to forgive him and give him another opportunity to prove to me he's the man he said he was. And I said, okay, I- I'm going to see, I'm going to watch you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to let you, you know, have your last shot because that's what it was. Uh, I'm proud to say my husband really, really turned his heart and his life over to God in a way that I'm so proud of him today. I'm so proud of him, not because of the fame, mm-hmm. but because of the heart that he has and that he has continued to have in spite of the fame and the success that he's having and that God gives him more and more because his heart is so yeah. pure. It's Cafe Mocha. We're on the line with Rebecca Cruz. Her husband, Terry Cruz, of, of course, is on the Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But I also was like doing my guilty pleasure favorite uh, the bachelor and i couldn't help but notice you guys working out uh do what what's up with that how did you guys come about that and i love that you're involved in it you know i have no idea how we got that we got a reach out from our pr uh that we had this invitation to be on the bachelor and i believe it was because of colton's fo- football background and somebody thought it was a great idea to do this strong woman thing, and so they wanted me, and we just showed up and had as much fun as we could have. It was brutal, though. 
Those girls, you didn't see half what they put those women through. Holy cow. Like hot sun all day, pushing through rocks. Oh, my God. The things we go through for, uh, you know, a good show. Okay. <laughs> right. I was over there sweating like I'm not even doing nothing, and I'm sweating. It was it was a beast. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Rebecca Cruz, uh, she's the wife of Terry Cruz. And, you know, the whole headlines that Terry has been fighting for us in the Me Too movement um, to talk about toxic masculinity. Um, how did you guys survive that whole scandal? Right. Wow. Um, listen, there, there are times in life, and my husband has said this, there are times in life that you can't go to war. I mean, we've had bad deals. We've had deals go south where people were supposed to pay us and didn't pay us. I mean, we, we've gotten screwed in this industry a hundred times over. Mm-hmm. And you sometimes just got to live another day, and you're like, well, if I want to work, I just have to work and count that over to the Lord that he's going to work that out for me, you know. But this thing went down when the high, when the Weinstein thing broke. My husband just really felt that he needed to stand up, and in some ways it was more about defending the girl, mm-hmm. you know. He's like, everybody's calling them liars, but it happened to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really was the heart of it. And that whole moment where he said he just had, like, this PTSD and he just flipped out and started tweeting and tweeting, I had no idea. I was in the studio all day. I came home. I'm like, what did you do? You all, like, staring at me funny. He said, did you see my Twitter? I was like, what? What? And he's like, I told. I was like, oh, my God. And we both, and this is really true, we both knew that it might be time to leave L.A., I mean, that's the risk we were going to take. Wow. But something deep in our gut, you know, really just sensed that this was that hill worth dying on. Mm-hmm. And we went to we went to war. We spent a whole lot of money just to get that man fired. And eventually they agreed with us. They let him go and paid us all our money back. Mm. We didn't, I mean, we didn't make no money. But we got all our legal fees back and everything, and it was a moral victory, you know. And um, we just felt like anyone that is fighting a crusade or is coming against something evil in society, you just feel that right is on your side, mm-hmm. that God is on your side, and that no matter what, you have to stand. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah. deep and but I will tell you, we had some weird things happen to us, you know. We talked about it on Twitter. In, in the space of about a week and a half, mm-hmm. both my daughters, um, their cars were hit in their parking lots at school and at work. Mm. Um, wow. My son's computer was hacked, my Gmail, someone tried to hack my Gmail. Like every single day, something weird happened. We had a gas leak at our home. Um, and, you know, coincidence, I don't know. Ten days straight, you got weird things happening. Wow. And so my husband tweeted every single thing that happened at our house and Suddenly, there was no more weirdness, <laughs> you know. So our victory has been to be public with everything. Everything they tried. Radar Online tried to blackmail my husband. He posted their letter straight to Twitter. Mm-hmm. And a month later, the head of wow. the company that owns Radar Online went down for sexual uh, harassment wow. charges. As well as several other people who tried yeah. to come at us, you know. So we discovered that predators protect each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it was a lot. And you know what? 
something I'm going to tell you, and forgive me if I'm going to go to church right now, that I have never seen the righteous forsaken. And when my husband stood up against this thing, I said, oh, y'all about to see it. Mm -hmm. Because everything we ever went through has served to benefit us and not take us under. Mm -hmm. Any weapon formed against me isn't prospering. It's going to serve me. It's going to become my footstool. And my husband is making more money. He got two jobs on NBC. Mm -hmm. He is blessed and favored and about to just take over in a way people don't even understand. Because... You don't know when you mess with a man of God, mm-hmm. you have just messed yourself up. Yeah. You really have. And, boy, I'm like, I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm like, you know, the shoe has dropped in our favor, but it's going to drop on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm yep. like, don't, don't, don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you because you get on the wrong side of history, you're going to have to eat that for the rest of your life. It's been such a pleasure talking to yes. you, Rebecca. Oh, it's my pleasure. And you, Miss Lonnie, <laughs> I've known you forever, and I am so happy and proud of you. I can't even tell you, I was watching you today. Oh, thank you so yes, much. proud, happy Miss Emmy winner. You are always a doll and a sweetie pie. Yes. And Hello. from... From how many years back? I don't even know. I want to I say know. it's been at least 15, 20 years. Yeah. We was, uh, you know, t- Terry and I did soul playing together. Yes. That's yep. what I'm saying. That yep. My daughter was, my daughter who's 20 was about a year old. Mm. Maybe two years old when that movie came out. Oh, goodness, so, we old. Look, and I'm proud of you, Lonnie. And I have to say, Miss Yo-Yo, yes. I am a fan. Thank you my so much. My husband and I have loved you for years. So, I cannot tell you what an honor it is for me to be on this show, and I thank you tremendously. Thank you so much. And a quick plug. Okay. Pull down the music on iTunes and Spotify and all those places. Rebecca Cruz, Regina Madre. All my music is up there. Show me some love and support. There's more coming this year. Oh, all right. We can't wait to play it. Okay, Rebecca? Yes. Thank you. All right. We love you, girl. Thank you so much. right? Thank you, guys. God bless. Bye-bye. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. You have to check out the Toyota RAV4 commercial during the game featuring Tony Harris, a female football player who has received several college scholarships. People around me, they weren't too fond of me playing football. They said that I could get hurt a lot easier playing with guys. What motivates me most to play is people tell me that I can't. I love to prove people wrong. Tony remembers getting that call from Toyota. When Toyota contacted me about the Super Bowl ad, I was literally in the locker room getting ready to get dressed, and I heard my phone ding, and I saw that they wanted to shoot a Super Bowl commercial. She's got words of advice for girls of the world. A message that I would like to send to younger girls is to keep your dream alive. Nothing's impossible. You can ask God for something, but you have to meet God halfway. One day we'll see her in the NFL, but for now you can catch Tony Harris sporting a RAV4 in the new Toyota campaign. That's the espresso. Coming up, get your workout on with the Mocha Mix. College-bound Precious Cummings had her life perfectly planned until her father's death reveals a shocking family secret. Spiraling out of control, the only one who can bring her back to the top is L.A.'s most powerful drug dealer. Check out A Hustler's Queen and visit ReadDafina.com for more sizzling reads. That's ReadDafina.com.